Tales of Astariel, The Hunter, Part 1. Two figures seemed to dance through the forest around them as they quietly moved forward. All around them, the forest sung with life. A twig snapped as a rabbit darted across the ground ten feet to their left. Colorful leaves rustled in the breeze. Some fell out from their branches and drifted softly to the ground. Birds sang out their playful cries and echoed refrain to the grin of excitement that spread across the younger figure's face. Ahead of him, his father stopped, knelt down, and examined a spot on the ground. The boy crept up over the leaf-covered ground and eyed the place that his father was examining. He could see the disturbance in the leaves, just underneath the forest floor. Freshly disturbed dirt lay. His father's hand gestured slightly ahead of them towards a fallen tree trunk. See here, Aiden? It must have leapt up over this trunk and kicked out the leaves as it passed. His father's low voice came in a hushed whisper. Aiden didn't respond with words. He just nodded his head. He pointed further into the forest, and the two continued on. They traveled quickly for two men making no noise in a forest. Each practiced step, carrying them forwards towards their goal. Minutes stretched into hours as they stalked through the forest, passing over a small creek, past a clearing filled with wildflowers. They kept moving, pausing only briefly to inspect more tracks. They began to crest a small hill when his father held up his hand and gestured Aiden closer. His steady hands pulled his son to the side of a tree. Aiden soon saw what his father saw and slid his bow from his shoulder. He drew a feathered arrow from the quiver at his waist and drew his bow to full draw. Keep your arms steady. Aiden heard his father's voice in a whispered breath over his shoulder as he held the drawn bow. He felt a small pressure underneath his elbow as his father's hand snuck in and guided his extended left arm slightly higher. About twenty-five yards away, a deer stopped beneath a low-hanging tree branch. It bent forward, digging through a pile of freshly fallen leaves with its nose. The wind shifted then, and the deer raised its head. Its ears flicked back and forth in the air as its nostrils flared wide. It locked eyes with Aiden, and he felt his smile vanish. The world seemed to slow down around him. He could feel each heartbeat and heard the sound of the blood rushing through his ears. Now. And the arrow went flying. Suddenly the deer lurched, a dark shaft appearing in its side, just behind its front shoulder. It danced back, muscular legs pushing it up and through the air as it tried desperately to flee. Aiden found himself unable to look away. He watched with morbid curiosity as a few steps later the deer stumbled. Time still seemed slow to him, and he watched as its front legs collapsed. The forward momentum of the deer carried its back over its front shoulder. The head ducked, and it rolled to a motionless stop, no longer alive. Great job, lad. I'd been preparing to take off after this one. I should have known better, my own son taking down his first deer with a single arrow. His father exploded into movement behind him. He strode over the leaf-covered ground, all semblance of stealth lost in the joy he felt. Aiden felt a heavy hand slap down onto his shoulder. His father shook him heartily as he stared at the corpse he had just created. A single arrow. I can't hardly believe it. Aiden felt himself be spun around. He dropped his bow to the ground. His father gripped both of his shoulders in calloused hands and beamed down at him. 
Well, go on, boy. Let it out. I know how giddy I felt after my first deer. Aiden felt nothing. No joy at the kill. No sadness at his part in the animal's death. It all just felt right. A built-in cycle of nature. The hunter slaying the hunted. I guess I'm just a little surprised. He forced his mouth to make the words. I didn't expect it to be so easy. His father let out an amused snort. I know men who've hunted their entire lives and never made a kill that clean. You've really gotten lucky, carrying the blood of such a great hunter in you. Well, come on, lad, let's go clean your first kill. The two strode forward together. Aiden almost cried out to his father for making so much noise. All the time drilling silence seemed to be forgotten now that the kill had been made. It galled him, like an itch at the back of his neck. He felt pulled out of his role in the cycle. The forest felt much less alive now. The birds had stopped singing, and even the wind felt weaker as it wound its way between tree trunks. Dad? His father turned mid-stride, hearing the discomfort in Aiden's voice. What? Can you... Can you be a little quieter? His father's face tightened, his eyebrows pulled together, and his head tilted to the side. Then he let out a loud guffaw. His head tilted back, and his arms held out to the side. Relax, Aiden. It's over. You did it. We can celebrate. Aiden stood perfectly still. His spine tingled further, with each word that echoed out into the forest around them. His father's joy slowly turned to confusion as he tried in vain to understand Aiden's concern. He seemed to deflate slightly. He took in a deep breath, and a shadow of the confident hunter came back over him. Very well, boy. It's your hunt. Let's get on with it, then. He turned back towards the deer, and Aiden followed. They both stepped lightly over the ground and knelt by the fallen deer. Aiden reached out with a shaky hand and placed it over the dead deer's eyes. They were open and slowly going gray with death. He shut them and placed a hand on its throat. In his mind, he uttered his thanks to the animal. Then his father handed him a knife, and they began to quietly clean and dress the animal. The arrow had pierced just below the center of the heart, and as they pulled it out, his father set both aside. Aiden cocked his head to the side, but his father simply shook his head. Those are not for us. They are for the hunter. It was Aiden's turn to shrug. He knew very little of the god that his father had prayed to. They didn't talk much about it. He returned to the task at hand, and the two finished their work in silence. After the initial work was done, he helped his father quarter and hang the deer. Then they left to return to their camp. The journey was much less exciting than their trek through the forest. While stalking the deer, they had crisscrossed back and forth across the forest. Now they hurried back to camp, trying to beat the sunset. It was still over an hour away when they reached their camp. They had quickly gathered... They quickly gathered their things, and Aiden's father unhobbled their pack horse. He walked it slowly around their camp, and then let its reins fall to the ground as it returned to feeding at the grass they had left it by. Aiden had relaxed in the time after their hunt. His father had slowly drawn him out of his shell, helped by the exertion of quickly hiking through a forest. Now his smile came quickly again, and the two began to move back towards the side of their kill. After some deliberation, they decided to set up camp nearby, and then collect the meat in the morning. They made the trek once more, and began to set up camp for another night in the wilderness. 
Aiden fetched some firewood as his father prepared the campsite. Their two bedrolls were laid out, and before long, the two were hungrily eyeing the fresh deer meat that roasted over the fire. They talked and laughed, and before long, the fire had dwindled, and his father had fallen fast asleep. The moon was full and bright this night, and Aiden found himself having trouble sleeping. He eyed the slowly dying embers. He considered stoking the fire once more, and letting the crackling of a fresh fire lull him to sleep. The sound of the forest at night seemed to take the place of such white noise, and soon he felt heavy eyelids drooping, until a distant howl caused his eyes to shoot open. Aiden's breathing quickened as he felt his heart race. It wasn't the first time he had heard such noises when sleeping out in the woods, but something about the noise caused an animalistic fear to run down his spine. He fought back the urge to flee into the night, he pulled a small knife he had used to help clean the deer from a pouch next to his bedroll, and then took some deep breaths. The howl returned, this time much closer. He turned to face the sound. It only took a few moments for him to realize that it came from the same direction as the site where they had staged his first kill. A new primal feeling flowed through his veins now, territorial. He felt such an intense anger that something would try to come out and claim his kill. He glanced to his sleeping father, then without another thought, he strung his bow and set off into the woods. Somewhere deep in his mind, a quiet voice screamed at him to stop. Aiden killed the voice. Uncertainty was not the way of the hunter. He would be cautious, but not some child hiding by a fire. He passed over the small stream they had used to water their horse, and paused. Here, under the canopy of the trees, the moonlight sifted strangely through the leaves. It played tricks on his eyes. Shadowed figures stalked him as he moved with assurance towards his kill. He passed over the small hill that he had stood atop to take his shot and could see something standing tall in the clearing where they had cleaned the deer. The strange light played tricks on his eyes. It made the figure seem to be nearly eight feet tall. It crouched long legs stretching outwards as it inspected something on the forest floor. The events of the day played out in Aiden's mind. He saw his father set his arrow and the heart of the deer at the base of a tall tree. A breeze tore through the night air, over his shoulder and towards the hunter. The figure stood and its head turned to stare straight towards him. Its eyes seemed to glow in the night. It stretched out its hand, and red energy sprung out to form a massive longbow. The figure drew and fired in one fluid motion. A bright red bolt of energy streaked through the night. Aiden ducked behind the tree and began to run away as fast as his legs would take him. He glanced over his shoulder just in time to see the bolt shift in midair. In the blink of an eye, it had formed legs and fallen to the ground. In its place, a massive wolf glowing red with veins of fire tracing its body. It let out a howl and chased after him. Aiden felt a scream boil in the back of his throat, but he choked it back. He leapt over the creek in a single bound and tore into the camp where he rushed to shake his father awake. Just as he placed both of his hands on his father's sleeping form, a massive weight plowed into him. The hellish wolf tackled him to the ground and he fought back against it. He grabbed at the thick fur just behind the wolf's mouth. 
His hands burned as if he had just grabbed a metal skillet fresh from the fire. He didn't choke back his scream this time, but let it out as the wolf's hot breath engulfed his face. He kicked up at the creature and was surprised to find purchase. He seemed to shove the creature off of him, and he took the opening to scramble to his feet. In the faint moonlight, he saw what had truly happened. His father had dashed across their small campsite and plowed shoulder first into the massive wolf. The two rolled across the ground, and Aiden searched for a spare hunting knife in his father's bedroll. He frantically tore through his father's things and heard a soft thud as something metal fell out onto the forest floor. The moonlight reflected off a blade, and Aiden snatched it up. He leapt forward, just in time to see the wolf tear its head back and fall silent. It stood over his father for a brief moment, then turned to slowly pace towards Aiden, its muzzle dripping with the blood of a great hunter. Aiden faintly heard a distant whistle, and the wolf froze. The two stared at each other, Aiden clutching his father's knife in a white-knuckled grip. Aiden clutching his father's knife in a white-knuckled grip, the wolf's head low to the ground. A year seemed to pass. Then a tall figure stepped into their campsite. Closer now, the hunter seemed to fade in and out of the shadows cast by the full moon. Covered in a long, dark cloak, it was nearly impossible to see his true figure. He strode into the clearing, footsteps making no noise and not leaving a mark on the ground. A voice came from the figure, smooth like velvet, and yet it almost felt abrasive to his ears. Ah, little hunter, always such a shame to meet someone who doesn't quite understand my protocol. You shouldn't have feared. I didn't intend to claim the entirety of your kill, but if I did, it would have been well within my right. He spat out the last few words, and Aiden stumbled backwards a step. He bumped up against something furry and hot. He froze. The wolf had moved behind him while he was focused on the hunter. I only came to claim the tribute your father left to me. He did so on your behalf, I might add. This could have been the start of a very long and fruitful relationship. But alas, it must end tonight. Aiden couldn't help himself. His arm tensed and he flung the heavy knife out across the clearing towards the hunter. His body tensed as he waited for the wolf to tear him apart. When nothing happened, Aiden opened eyes he hadn't realized he had closed. He saw what happened. The knife wasn't meant to be thrown and it had bounced handle first off the heavy cloak worn by the hunter. A deep, resonant chuckle came from the hunter. Ah... I'd almost forgotten how sweet a soul steeped in such hatred could smell. Do you truly wish me dead so badly you would throw away your own life? A foolish gamble. You were too pathetic to even give me a good chase. The figure moved forward and seemed to close the distance between them in a single stride. Aiden was held in place by the wolf behind him. The hunter reached out and grabbed him by the chin with a gloved hand. He pulled Aiden's face closer to his own hooded head. Aiden could see nothing behind the mantle of shadow. He only felt the hot breath of the hunter, not too dissimilar to the wolf's breath behind him. The hunter seemed to stare into Aiden's soul. But perhaps one day you might. 
Is that what you wish then, boy? The chance to train and one day kill me? Aiden couldn't move. He couldn't breathe. His body was locked in place. Well then, why not? I'd love the challenge. With that, the hunter released Aiden's chin. The gloved hand reached out and snatched Aiden's arm. Aiden's wrist was brought up under the hunter's hood, and a moment later, Aiden felt an intense amount of pain as his wrist was crushed in between two powerful jaws. He felt the two bones in his forearm grind together under the pressure and fought to pull his arms free. The hunter didn't let go for a long moment. When he did, Aiden fell to the ground. He held tightly to his wrist and was faintly aware of the sound of a whistle. He was pushed aside as the wolf behind him trotted past him to follow its master. He heard a sound like tree branches snapping off to his left. Aiden gripped his wounded wrist and looked up to see a second wolf trotting through the clearing. It came from where his father's corpse had lain. That spot of the forest floor was now empty. Aiden closed his eyes, blinking back tears, and soon he was left alone in the shadowed light of a full moon. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to that short story. Um, if you are interested in uh, listening to more content, just stay tuned. Uh, more's on the way soon. Uh, the music that you heard and are about to listen to again uh, is from a song called Flux. Uh, you can find it on YouTube by Fashionably Absent. You can also check out our stories written in word form on our website at uh, www.ityatale.com uh, and uh, tweet us at Twitter if you enjoyed the story. Uh, you can tweet us at, at ityatale on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.